Kuzumo Zespa in my DeLorean. War is over, I'm a pizza Mandalorian. The story is dumb, Star Wars historians, deep in debate, but they play at Benegans. Rhyme Renegade, show to penetrate, first and second defense, I won't hesitate. Gotta jab a dude and darts the guy that delegates. Got something against Skywalker, somebody really hates. I don't give, give a fuck, fuck. I'm, I'm episode solo for all I care. care. You could be hiding your dojo, gotta, gotta make the money. Credit's no good when there's been stabbed in your neighborhood. Think you can cook, I got a grappling hook. Let's make this quick, cause I'm nearly booked. I'm a devious degenerate defender of the devil. Shut down all the trash compactors on the detention level. My backpack, got yes. Fuck you, Jesse. You ruined it already. I'm, I, I'm not coming. I'm Jesse Rivers, but what the fuck? What, what are you screaming at me for? Dude, alright. Folks, we're recording this podcast early morning, and like, yes, some of us are not morning people, but some of us are making an attempt here today, Jesse. I am making an attempt. That's how you rap? You were a rapper at some... If Grail37 could hear you now, sir, <laughs> my backpack's got jets and boom. Yeah, you know? Not that I was so super into it, but I was I was trying to sell it a little bit, you know? Yeah, but you know, that, I mean, that's 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 your jam. You know, it's just kind of an alright song to me. Did we intro? Did we... You're Matt Cohen, and I'm just, yes. And this is Bagged and Boarded. Well, yeah. Oh, hey. What's going on, Jess? Not not too much. You, know, uh, you look kind of tired right now. I, I need some coffee. Do we, what time do we usually record? Uh, Noon, afternoon, something like that. Like one o'clock-ish? Yeah. You drink, you drink coffee? Sometimes, yeah. I'm not a coffee. I'm too hyper as it is, I'm sure. Yes, Which you, you are. can, thanks. Fucking yeah. <laughs> the audience just collectively went, yes, you are. <laughs> uh, the coffee podcast might be scary. No, I I, uh, I got some sugar this morning. I put sugar on my Cheerios. For real? Get the fuck out of here. You don't do that? You put straight sugar on top of your Cheerios and then mixed it with milk? Yeah, I put the sugar in after the milk. Cornflakes, too. Cornflakes and Cheerios. You put sugar in your... Like, yes. Oh, Jesse. You're the reason everything is wrong with this nation. Well, That's so unhealthy, dude. <laughs> to fi- you put sugar on top of... Cere- on top of, like, already sweetened sugar. Uh, sweetened cereal you're putting... They're uh, not sweetened. I mean, Cheerios are sweetened. What kind are you eating? Honey nut or frosted? Honey nut. I feel like those are got flavor to it. Well, it's got a bit of a. It's got flavor, but I... you know what it is, and it might be a, it might be a regional thing, and that's not true because other people do this. So it just might be a weird thing for me. I don't like additives. Like I never use salt. I never use pepper. I never. Once I get food, like if I'm at a restaurant and I order something, I'm eating it as is, 100. percent Maybe I'll put a condiment on, like a sauce. But I never put any kind of spicing on my food. Is is this a conscious decision? I mean, have you tried it? Do you not like it? Yeah, no, it's just not. I find it. I find it excessive and unhealthy. Like when I when I see people eat French fries and put salt on it, my stomach lurches a little bit. I'm like, well, they, French fries usually already come with. salt. That's what they they cook it in salt. Yeah. So like, I had an ex who would fucking throw a fucking pound of salt on the French fries, and I thought she was gonna melt like a slug, and I kind of wish she did. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> uh, it's just it's just I find it kind of you're masking food. Because there's such distinctive taste. Salt is a salt taste. Sugar is a sugar taste. That way, when you add salt to anything, you're tasting that salt. It's not blending with the flavors. Yeah, it, but it's well, overriding the flavor. But almost. what's the difference in putting like salts and spices or whatever, and using a one on a steak or ketchup on French fries? It's the same. I'll thing. use salt and spices when I cook, as I'm cooking in the process. But it's just, I, I just. I like the finished product as is almost. Does that make any sense? Yes, but Cheerios and cornflakes are not cooked in sugar, so I use sugar in my cereal. In those but two. What, does it, are they too boring otherwise? Boring? I, I just, I is prefer, it too bland? I prefer the taste. 
When I, I even put sugar. So why don't you get super sugary cereal then? But see, I even put sugar on Frosted Flakes. Dude, you're going to have no teeth. <laughs> no teeth. So you're like beating the Alabama trend right now. Like, don't fall back to that shit. I do, dude, I eat, I eat a lot of sugar. You're the George Clooney Mobile right now. Like, I drink dude. coffee, do a lot of sodas. Do you really? I drink a lot of soda. Smoke. Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe yeah. I should say a dentist. Maybe uh, I actually started a new fucking health kick. Did I, did I tell you about that? As you flick your cigarette? Yeah, well, I'm a hypocrite, so. But no, <laughs> I've, um, I'm really bad at eating. Bad at eating? You don't, you don't know how to chew? I heard you like to chew. No, yeah. Oh, I, I heard you like to chew. Why don't you chew on my fist? Uh, speaking of Kung Fu Panda, we'll be getting to our top five summer flicks in a little bit. Uh, but going back to eating, I don't like a lot of different stuff. I'm probably the pickiest eater you've ever met in your life, and not picky to a point where, like, oh, I don't like the taste of that. I'd rather have something else. Picky to, like, I panic attack thinking about eating certain foods. Like, then why do you even think about it? Just like, don't do it. But that's bad, though, because I'm, I don't li- eat I'm, guacamole. I'm limiting be- myself. I tried guacamole the other day for the first time. I tried a grapefruit. I tried a, <laughs> I tried a strawberry. I tried a pear. I tried a zucchini. I tried a cucumber. I'm thinking of all the foods I had for the first time in the last two days of my life. A strawberry, blueberry, a grapefruit, a pear, um, a lot of like... All of these are for the first time? Yeah, I've never tasted them before in my life. And you don't understand, dude, like, I was with my friend and they're like, oh, why don't you try grapefruit? You know, I never had it. And uh, I had a panic attack. Like, I was like, I need therapy. That was what I said in the moment. I couldn't breathe. Just looking at... Because somebody said grapefruit. No, no, no. Because I, the grape, we were in Whole Foods and they had a display of grapefruits. And they were like, hey, Matt, on your new fucking food thing, try a piece of grapefruit. You might like it. Okay. A normal person would be like, yeah, I'll try a piece of grapefruit. I looked at it, and my stomach seized up, and I couldn't breathe. I had started, I had started hyperventilating. Just even the thought of eating grapefruit. Then why did you eat it? Uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'm a sucker for uh, certain folks. Um, yeah. Uh, it, you know what it is, too? And it wasn't that I was afraid of the taste, or I was afraid of like dying. And I, I realized in the moment, it's the color and consistency that freaks me out. So, my, I've never had grapefruit before, right? So, that means I've never really eaten anything that looks exactly like that or feels exactly like that. So, just by virtue of picking it up and bringing it close to my face, it's alien. Does that make any sense? Sort of. Because I've never tried these. It's not like I, I oh, I eat that sometimes. Like, I've never had a mushroom in my life other than, like, psychosyllabic. Okay. Like, I've never had, uh, the seafood thing is a whole fucking tip. We got onto that the other day, yeah. though. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> That is, that may not happen. Even with all my new fucking health shit. They're like, salmon is the healthiest food in the world. So everyone keeps telling me. I'm not a big salmon. Salmon is the healthiest food in the world. I'm, I'm a like, kind of fish guy. Looks like AIDS on, on a <laughs> fucking fish. Uh, not, not really a fish guy. But you know what I am? A panda man. Is that in your top five? It's not my number one, but it's in my top. I was just watching it on Blu-ray before you came over. Kung Fu Panda, folks. So we should go like five, four, three, two, one, right? All right, so uh, the summer is over officially, right? It, well, it's been it's over. November, it's yes. been over for a. I, I'm a, I'm kind of slow, you know. I'm a late bloom. <laughs> I'm a late bloomer, so my summer ends around November. Fall in March though is going to be beautiful. Uh, fall in March? Yeah, dude. If I'm my Mar- if oh, my summer March. ends in November, follow me here, Jesse. Gotcha. Uh, so though a lot of the big Oscar contender kind of award films haven't hit yet, and we'll be hitting in the next month or so. They are hitting. They are in the process one, of... One that we actually agree actually, on. Actually, yeah. you think is Oscar contention. I don't think it It's would actually be. my number one film of the year. It's my number two. And I guess it wouldn't be a... You know what? It's, it's funny because if, if we look at our lists right now, I think that both of us, 
the majority of the films in the top ten are from exclusively the months of May to September almost. I think I've got a March in there. What's funny now is in the last two months, though, I've gotten three new in the top five. Now that December, you know what right. I mean? It was like for the summer there were a certain amount of good films, but once the award, they kind of knocked them all down a little bit. You know what I mean? Let's go. Yeah. Number one film of the year, sir. What do you got? You go first. One no, through five. One, first. one through five. Hit me. No, we'll go one and one. One and two and two. Three and three, you know? Yeah, but, you know. We're yeah, up. yeah. We're counting up instead of counting We're working up. it out, yeah. Okay, number five film of the year. See, uh, Make it up if you can't <laughs> remember. I'm just, it, I know it's not Kung Fu Panda. I think Kung Fu Panda was number seven. Uh, oh. You're, you're ruining this, sir. Boy A. Boy A is your Boy number five A film. Number I have five. not seen the film. You would probably not like the film. Uh, you were, but, but you were surprised about my number one, so don't. I was. So don't. I, I, do, I do randomly like a good film. Yeah, but this isn't that kind of Talk good about film. Boy A for a moment, okay. would you? It's a very, very independent flick. Who did it? I don't know. It's, it's some guy's first movie. A foreign guy. I'm not even sure what country it's from. Oh, it's a foreign language film. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. It's in English, but it's like a, I think it's a Scottish accent or okay. something. Okay. Um, a guy when he's a kid is befriended by like the bully, the troublemaker, or whatever. But they're loyal, you know. The bully is like getting beat up by his brother at home. He's having a bad childhood, or whatever. So it's almost like Son of Rambo. <laughs> not quite as comedic. Okay. But um, they're they're at a lake. Or something one day. Uh-oh. And a girl from their class comes, and I can't remember why, but for some reason starts calling the bully, like, you're stupid, you know, you're, you're an idiot and shit like that. So he gets mad. He's a killer. They drag her under the bridge, and the the main character kid, they never show it. He rapes but it her? Kills her. Why? It doesn't... It, and why are we watching this movie? Well, I, I don't... I just... I. So uh, is the, there are there is is there a, like a good guy? Well, technically the not the bully, but the main guy is the good guy. That how old are these kids? I think at that time they were like eleven. Oh, they jump! It jumps to their as adults. Yeah, it flashes back. Like, oh, okay, like you don't and see them exactly dealing with their life of, of murdering this girl. The bully, when they were young. the bully killed himself. Oh, so now it's that other guy dealing. Wow, you like some heavy fucking. But shit. It, it's not necessarily him dealing with it. When when he's eighteen, he's released, right? And there's a social worker that, that gives him a new name, gives him a place to live, finds him a job. He pretty much becomes someone else. Okay. So he, he spends a few months trying to be someone else. Like, he falls in love with a girl, but it's kind of hard for him to be sexual with her because he always thinks about back when he was yeah, a kid yeah. and shit like that. And, I, I mean, I don't want to give the ending away, but the new life doesn't really work out. That sounds like a heavy movie. It, it, it kind of is. My number five, Zach and Miri make a porno. Uh, a lovable tale about two crazy kooks that are down on their luck and decide to make some dirty movies for some money. Uh, obviously, I'm sure most of the folks listening to this know that that was directed by Kevin Smith, Paul Schrader. What? Kevin Smith? Kevin Smith, yeah. Get the fuck out of here. That that reeked Paul Schrader. I know, to it me. doesn't seem like a Kevin Smith movie. I was like, Autofocus, Taxi Driver, Zach and Miri. Like, they just... Schrader did Autofocus? Schrader wrote Autofocus, oh, okay. I believe, yeah. Oh um, no, Kevin Smith directed Zach and Miri. Um I, I unapologetically fucking love it. I like it, it. I like grew it. it grew on me so much. First time I saw it in theaters, I liked it, but I I, I don't want to say disappointed because I've never been disappointed by a Kevin movie, but I, I just didn't get it. I didn't get what Kevin was trying to do. Okay. I, I think it's a really personal film and once thinking about like just knowing Kevin through the board and being a fan of his, knowing where he's at in his life, 
and then rewatching it, it's one of the most fucking happy rom like it is it is the most idealized romantic comedy, but in a good way. So maybe I, I need to rewatch it. I now look at this film as a bookend to Amy. As far as how relationships can go. Chasing Amy is the bad way it can go, and Zack and Miri is the good way. <laughs> Literally, dude. Like, Zack and Miri is... Even though it took 20 years and blah, 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 blah. Like, and, it all, and it all comes down to the sex scene. The second time I saw the film, I just felt... It's, it's the best sex scene in movie fucking history, dude. Well, okay, it's a little hard for me to say it's a book into Amy, because Amy is my favorite film well, of Amy's, all time. Of all time? Or favorite Kevin film? It's 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 my favorite movie because it's the movie that made me realize I want to make movies. Okay. I don't think it's the best movie of all time. You think Kevin... I, you always hear like uh, people be like, oh, I saw Slacker, and I was like, I fucking do that. You think Kevin likes the fact that like everyone sees his movies? They're like, I'm going to make movies that this asshole does. Well, it, well no, it's, it's not... I know it's, it's, it's easy to I know make. that, I know that. It's because I kind of... People talk like us, and like I can, do, I can write this kind of shit. This sort of, yeah, mine too. Like, Dude, I when Clerks came out, I guarantee you Clerks is a... It's... It's the thing that people see to say, well, fuck, it I is can our, make a movie. It is our slacker. Yeah. That, like, Kevin had slacker, and before, you know, there were shortcuts and all that kind of weird shit, and pulp now inspired, I mean. But, uh, as far as Zack and Miri goes, um, I like it. I think it's really, really funny. Uh, I think, uh, Craig Robinson was astounding in it. I was, uh, um, talking to a friend about it last night. Banks is by and far is, the yes, best female yes. character Kevin has ever I mean, Miri is the best female character he's Actress ever written. or the character? Both. It's the most fully developed woman there. Who else would you have? It's by fu- Amy? Yeah, maybe right. Alyssa? Like, no. I mean, Alyssa's fun and all, but that's kind of... And I don't want to demean Amy at all because it's my favorite fucking movie. That's kind of a stereotype, though, Alyssa. Whereas I feel like Miri's just an original character and, like, full of life and fucking Banks does a bang-up job making you think that she could fall in love with Rogan. I, I, I would agree with that. More so than Rosario Dawson and Brian O'Halloran and Clerks, too. Even though Rosario was fucking amazing as far as yes, making you think that Dawson. that she could fall for fucking O'Halloran. Because O'Halloran's just creepy, dude. <laughs> I watched Clerks, too, the other day. No offense to Brian O'Halloran, but, like, that would not be going on in real life. <laughs> there would be some police tape involved. Uh, so, Zach and Miri. First time through, um, liked it, laughed my ass off, you know, like every other Kevin movie. Uh, second time through the sex, like, uh, it's just, it's just very fucking happy, sir. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, it's I'm become, it, I know, I'm also very fucking, like, naive and dumb and, like, fanboyish, but, like, in my mind already, like, there will be no greater, like, love song than Hold Me Up. Like, like, when I fucking have sex with my soulmate, I will hear the Zack and Miri song in my head now. What about, uh, Whitney Houston and the Bodyguard? They have sex during that song? And, uh, oh, you're talking about like a sex love song? Uh, I'm talking about like purely for a sex scene. Like, hold me up is the great is possibly I think it's my favorite sex scene in movie history. It lasts like <laughs> lasts like a minute and thirty five seconds, which I'm not not giving anything away here, folks. But uh, sometimes we like to bust out a quick session, and and that's like in real, especially if if it's twenty years of pent up fucking exactly. Yes, it was so everything about it was fucking perfect. They had their own music. They had their own lighting. Like. Within within that awkward like oh okay take my shirt off you keep your shirt within three seconds it was all fucking over and it was like a di- we were watching a different movie out of nowhere dude and you just get so fucking caught up in it I don't know I think for that reason alone and then just the ending com- compiled with that like you just leave Zach and Mary with a smile on your face see I, okay maybe I need to watch it again you said you had to watch it twice maybe I need to watch it twice I I, I thought the third act was a little iffy I loved the first two thirds of it. Uh, 
third act got a little... The third act is redeemed by fucking Jason Mewes, sir. <laughs> Holy shit. Like, if anyone didn't think that dude had chops, like, that whole fucking Dutch Rudder scene... Spoiler warning, folks, but, like... I'm grabbing my dick and you're grabbing your dick. That's not really a spoiler, though. And and it's good, yeah. We're having fun. (laughs) I'll tell you who I I love even more than Craig Robinson. Who? Whoever the guy was that played the husband at the... The reunion, great actor. You mean you mean John, <laughs> the, the actor who played John Butterfield? That guy's got a that guy's got a huge. He's got a future ahead of him. Huge fucking career. Shout out to Jimmy Jackson. Ning. Uh, what about Josh, dude? There's a there's a Josh Gray, dude. Gavin App Morgan, like the, that. Zack and Mary is filled with stars. I, I, t- I the thing about Josh, who also has a nice career ahead of him. When when it first opened at the there's reunion, that establishing crane shot. Yes, I, I'm Josh. like, oh shit, that's Josh. You know, okay, fine. But then he's all over the fucking well, place. Well, like, here's the fuck. If, if, if you folks don't know who uh, Joshua is, Josh is a friend of ours who is a freshness. featured extra in Zack and Miri. He's in the reunion scene. He's got a, a ponytail. And uh, you're right. He's in the crane shot, and then he's in every other shot. Yes. So much so that I've already come up with the theory that it's multiple Josh. It's like magics. It's like... It's like Maybe they just didn't It's the multiple man m- version of Josh. Like, there were 30 Josh dupes out that night at the reunion. No, I don't think so. You don't think Josh is multiple men? No. You don't think Josh is a mutant? He's got no. really unnaturally long hair. That's true. Maybe he's like Samson. He's like Doc Samson, dude. <laughs> so Zach and Miri, bam, number five. Your number five was like boy A depressing rape thing. Yeah, my kind of movie. Yeah, number four, sir. I I will. Uh, I guess I will take this one. Okay. I believe my number four would be another film I watched yesterday, actually. And uh, when it first came out, it was my favorite film of the year. Still might be my personal most fun film, but I, I think there are better films at this point. I'm just going to drop it, so Hellboy 2 and the Golden Army. That is amazingly my number four. Is it really? Yes. Wow, synchronicity, sir. So we just, you know. You just realized that? Doubled it up. I was on Hellboy, I saw, I was at the premiere of Hellboy back in fucking March or whatever. The mm-hmm. world premiere, one of the greatest nights of my life. And I've been talking about that film pretty much nonstop since then. When did you see it for the first time? Uh, not even a week ago. Does my six months of talking, did the hype stand? Uh, maybe not so much as you make it out. Were you surprised how much you liked it? Yes, I was. What did you like about it so much? When I, when I was younger, uh, I was a big fantasy guy, like Clash of the Titans or fucking NeverEnding Story. See, I go, see, like I don't that. do, I don't do Clash, but I do NeverEnding, Ghostbusters, even yes. Back to the Future. And Monster Squad, fun fantasy monster movies, and that's just what that was. It was a beautiful, fun movie with a shitload of monsters in it. It was, it was just fun to Dude, watch. Dude, I keep saying, if I was eleven years old when Hellboy Two came out, it would be, it would have been my favorite. Fuck Ghostbusters, literally, it would, it would have <laughs> been that moment. There's so much in that movie that that's more because I'm into monsters. Yeah. That was always my thing as a little kid. That's why when I first discovered the Hellboy comic was like the most fucking like the light bulb going off in your over above your head, like hmm. A cult and uh, <laughs> monsters in a comic book. Yeah, that might work for me. Like it was, it was it, Hellboy was built for me, it, and it had some great scenes and one line. You ever, you ever feel that way about a certain? It may be a certain. It may be a fucking girl, or it may be a TV show, or it may be a certain food. But you're like, this thing solely exists for the purpose of entertaining me. No one else could appreciate this as much as I possibly do. No. That was the moment <laughs> of seeing Hellboy. I was like, literally. I am the reason, I have to be the reason Hellboy exists, because there could, if, if you would ask me in my dream world to say, what would be your favorite character ever, it would be like a devil dude who fucking smokes cigars and drinks beer. 
like half Satan, half man. Like I've always been obsessed with the occult, dude. It was the most natural fucking progression of my life becoming a Hellboy fan. So, uh, and I, I, I like a lot of the one-liners in it. Do you, do you have a favorite line in the movie? I do. Well, because also the whole Jewish tip when he fucking when Hellboy first meets Johan, and he calls him Agent Kraut. Johan goes, Kraut. "It's Kraut, Agent Hellboy." Two S's, and Hellboy goes, "Ah, SS." So I like the. I'm not a tumor. I'm a. I'm, I'm not, not a tumor. I'm, I'm not a, a baby. I'm a, you know what? That's a fucking. Uh, is that a Total Recall reference? I don't think it's a Total Recall reference. No, it's a Kindergarten Cop reference. I'm not a. Tumor. It's not the tumor. Remember, it's not the tumor. I don't. I don't think that's. It's not the tumor. Yeah, I, I understand what you're talking about, but I don't think that's a Kindergarten. It's a Schwarzenegger cop. reference. I don't think so. Yes. No. Yes. Folks, oh, you find folks out there. It's either Total Recall or fucking Kindergarten Cop. No, Total Recall has the the. the remember, it's not. Remember, no, stomach. Kindergarten Cop. It's not the tumor. Yes, I'm, but why does that have to be a reference? Because they have tumors in the line. Because he says it's it's not the tumor. It's a baby. Isn't that the line? No. Kindergarten Cop. And doesn't Guillermo switch it? All right, well, fuck you then. It has nothing to do with a baby. Well, in fuck kindergarten you cop. then, man. Are you? Do you hope they make a third Hellboy? Yes. But, Especially with the way they left off the second. But I don't know if I um it, it didn't do very well. I love Kevin Smith. Place. I love Robert Rodriguez. I love Jean Pierre Genot, Guillermo del Toro. Excuse me, Guillermo del Toro is my favorite filmmaker in the world, bar none. Motherfucker's taking four years off for The Hobbit, and like I'm a Tolkien fan. I would rather Guillermo make six, fucking two of his own movies in the next. And four you're a years. big Lord of the Rings fan. Huge which I'm Lord, not. huge Lord of the Rings fan. Sir, if it was any other filmmaker, I'd be like, let them take twenty years off to make it. <laughs> There is shit I would rather see Guillermo del Toro doing than The Hobbit. For some reason, and I'm, I'm, dude, and you fucking see my Middle Earth map and shit. I mean, my signature is the fucking Elvish runes for M and C, which is really nerdy. <laughs> um, I just, I'm not super psyched on The Hobbit. That's, I find that surprising. Actually. I'm kind of, that was like a few years ago already. Like the Lord of the Rings can kind of, I, I kind of, I don't know, I'm kind of over it. I feel like the movies at least. I just. I just know. Have you read good. The Hobbit? No. See, I know The Hobbit, and it ain't that fucking fun. <laughs> there's a lot of walking, like surprisingly, like the other films, and there's a dragon. But like, even the story is very small. It's um. Is it Frodo? No, it's Bilbo. Uh, it's yeah, the story yes, of how did, Bilbo got the yeah, ring from that, yeah. from Smeagol. It's basically Bilbo's chilling in his house eating fucking breakfast one day, and all of a sudden Gandalf knocks on the door, and he's never met him before. And Gandalf is there with eight dwarves, dwarf kings. And he's like, uh, we need you to come with us to help steal the... I don't even know why they asked Bilbo to come. But Bilbo's got to go. <laughs> Bilbo's got to go on an adventure to the Misty Mountains to fucking defeat a dragon named Smog. And on the way, he meets Gollum or whatever. But it doesn't... There's no char- There's no crossover characters except Bilbo and Gandalf. So no Frodo... No Frodo... Frodo hasn't been born yet. Yeah. No, uh... I apologize about that. What, yeah. what, what? Apologize about what, Jesse? Nothing. Nothing at all. Exactly. So just let it fucking roll on, sir. You are a giant asshole. I'm sorry. Hellboy 2. Uh, my favorite scene of Hellboy 2? You know I feel bad when you're bad. I See, feel I'm... sad when you're sad. <laughs> okay. If you only knew what I'm gonna do. Come on, Jess. I just can't smile without you. You came along. Come on. Okay, it's funny. That's funny. <clears throat> Although it's not my favorite scene. It's my favorite. I prefer right after that, when they're talking while they're drunk. When when he says, uh, 
thing she wants me to do the dishes. <laughs> I would die for her. She wants me did to do the dishes. Did you listen to the commentary track? I did, but that's not the funny part. Oh, okay. The funny part is when uh, uh, Abe. Abe says, I would die and do the dishes. I, I, I rewound and rewound and My rewound. favorite thing about Guillermo del Toro, sir, is like the guy's made Pan's Labyrinth and like Devil's Backbone and some like truly incredible films. On the commentary for Hellboy 2, during that Barry Manilow scene, he's like, literally... That's his favorite scene. He's like, if 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 that's why he made the movie. He's like, yeah. that's why I made. He's like, if there was if, if there's one scene I'm proud of getting into a movie, it's this fucking scene, and that's why I love Guillermo, dude. Well, no, the best scene is is the locker fight. The locker fight with Johan and yes. fucking Hellboy. I, Johan, I love that. Seth MacFarlane nailed it, didn't he? Can you imagine? Can you believe that Seth MacFarlane doing the it, voice? Because he's never really. I, I mean, it's hard to say no. It's comedic, really but it, it really works for yeah. the character, doesn't it? Like amazingly well. Like I fucking love Johan, dude. Who who did it before Seth MacFarlane? Some, it, somebody was there. It was um, Thomas Kretschmann. I don't know who that is. Guy from uh, King Kong who played the captain of the ship. German guy. Oh, really? Blonde guy. Kind of kind of a pretty boy, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Guillermo was very nice about it, too. They were like, it wasn't his performance. They're like, it's just a random thing where, where Thomas's voice is the same exact octave as the hissing noise in Johan's costume. But I call wow. that bullshit. Because yeah. they, can, <laughs> they can mix noise levels. Well, you didn't want to hurt the guy's feelings. Yeah, I guess that's what it was, but McFarlane did a fucking bang-up job, sir. Hellboy 2, number four, number three, go. Snow Angels. You are so fucking gay. <laughs> Is that I'm, with I'm, um, I'm Kate the, Beckinsale? Yes. David Gordon Green film? Yep. Tell me about it. I know nothing about it. Another depressing... It's, it's, a, it's a fucking... It's just... Man, it Why hits, do you like depressing I shit? I don't know. Sometimes I do. Old boy, I love it. But that doesn't really get... Well, I guess it does. What?! But, I mean, it does at the end, but eh, eh, it's not a real kind of depressing thing. Really? It's a fucking shocking. Oh, you know bad. what sounds real depressing? I heard about it yesterday in the new Paul Schrader fucking movie. What's it called? You'd rather die than see it. I don't even know. With Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum's in a new movie, dude. It's set during the World War II. It's not a concentration camp. Jeff Goldblum plays a Jew. His family gets killed, and Willem Dafoe plays a Nazi general who makes Jeff Goldblum act like a dog. I want to see that. He, acts like a right he makes him stand now. on all fours and watch his family murdered in front of him. Makes him like lick bones off the ground. Jeff Goldblum is a human dog in a concentration camp, and then he gets out of the war and he gets liberated and he's in a mental hospital with another kid who was raised as a dog in a concentration camp. It's Jeff Goldblum becomes a dog in this movie. You want to see that? Yes. You are out right. The, fucking. You now. could not pay me enough fucking money to watch a movie about a concentration camp guy who watches his family gets killed while he's fucking acting like a dog. That is the most horrible, repugnant shit in the world. What is wrong with you? <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you, Jesse? I, I, Who the fuck talks like that? That is fucking baby talk. I like, uh, I like the downside of... That life. That interests you? That, that synopsis does. I just gave yeah, you. With Willem Dafoe as the... Uh, yes. Willem Dafoe and Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum as a, as a Jewish concentration camp victim who's made to, to become a dog. He's got to walk on all fours. He's got to eat off the ground. He's got to sleep outside. He's, gotta, he's not allowed to stand up. He's not allowed to talk. That sounds interesting to you? Very. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> and Paul Schrader wrote Taxi Driver, so... So, rock out Snow Angels real quick, though. What's it about? Uh, it, okay, uh, Sam Rockwell plays an alcoholic. Him and Kate Beckinsale got a divorce. They have a kid, you know. Um, Sam Rockwell? Sam Rockwell, yes. I like Who's Sam, I like Sam genius, Rockwell, yeah. He's genius in it. Um, Maybe I will fucking see it. They... They, they kind of tiff back and forth. He gets back into the drinking. You know, he can't hold a job. But he's trying to do good for his daughter, who goes missing. I don't want to say 
you know, whether they find her or yeah, what happens. Yeah, so it's about them dealing with the loss of their daughter, kind yes. of? Okay. It's an amazing movie. My number, you're fucking weird, man. But yes, what's, what's your okay. number three? Uh, my number three would be The Wackness. Ahead of Hellboy. Directed by Jonathan Levine, yeah. Mm. Wackness got bumped at Hellboy. Yeah, early on. You remember that? No, because you saw Wackness before you saw Hellboy. And Hellboy was your top Oh, shit. Did you get your third and fourth mixed up? Or? I did. <laughs> I did. We were That makes more sense. We weren't on the same page. Because that, that, then the world would fucking blow up. Hellboy, Hellboy is number three, sir. Wow, I'm an asshole. The Wackness would be number four. Yeah. Hell, Which I have not seen. But I, I really want to. I think I think I would put Hellboy a little bit above The Wackness. Because I see The Wackness as flaws, but I still don't give a fuck. And it's got a lot to do with hip-hop. I've read negative reviews of it that are completely accurate. I just don't Wackness? care. Yeah. I, I, for, for me, like... Someone, why would you care about somebody else's opinion? A friend of ours, uh, Derek A. saw it, and he was like, I didn't like it, but I completely understand why you would dig it. <laughs> I kind of was insulted and flattered in the same sense. Wha- Do you know what it's about at all? Mm, Wagnus, we've already we've mentioned fucking Josh Peck on this show before. Yes. Wagnus is about uh, a guy named uh, Luke Shapiro, 18-year-old kid, Jewish pot dealer growing up in the summer of 94 in Manhattan. It's almost like fucking Catcher in the Rise, just a coming-of-age story set to fucking Biggie... And Giuliani and fucking... Giuliani? Who was 94? Was a song on the soundtrack? No, but you know what I mean, though? Yeah, yeah. No, you know, it's set to the fucking yeah. New York City of Giuliani. The, the Disney... The Disneyfication of Times Square, right. if you will. And, like, just being from New York and being a... A Jewish pothead, uh, I relate to that film. <laughs> it's idealized and, like, there's some cheesy, like, non-realistic moments. Like, especially in him and the girl a little bit. But cheesy in the way that you want life to work out like that, so you you don't fault the director almost. You know what I mean? I like I I like idealistically cheesy shit, dude. I think I might be a romantic, sir. But you hate romance movies. But I love romance. Isn't that ironic? Yes. Ooh, return that shit. (laughs) Um, I do hate romance movies, but I like romantic comedies. A few. What? No. See, I've been realizing this lately because I was talking to my friend that, like, I was like, "Oh, I love Zach and Mary and Forgetting Sarah Marshall." They're like, "There's our romantic comedies, well, yes. douchebag." So I guess I like. I guess at this place in my life, I'm starting to like romantic comedies. So a little now, bit. can I talk you into watching When Harry Met Sally? No, <laughs> I watched Love Actually though. That's a fucking great flick. When Harry Met Sally is a pretty good fucking flick. I might like it, but they're older. I can't relate to. I can't relate to people in the seventies. I need to. I, it's. I think. Well, it's like eighty nine. I think my whole steez on a romantic comedy now is a relatability thing. I think now, with your present situation, which we will not mention, when Harry Met Sally, kind of works. <laughs> I'm shaking my head at Jesse right now. I'm not going to mention your present fucking situation ever. Ooh. The air uh, just got let out of the room. What, uh, what's your number two? So the Wagnus, I think it's just a great fucking little movie. <laughs> no, that's but... your number three. What's your number two? Let's move on. My number four, asshole. Okay. Well, my number two is a film that I'm not supposed to have seen yet, but I couldn't help it, so I watched it on the internet. Uh, which I ponyo, 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 no, no, no. Ponyo on the cliff by the sea. Yeah, I have no fucking clue what that would be about what it looks like uh, I guess have I you seen it. a Miyazaki film I've seen, we've uh, mentioned this you've seen Spirited Away and Mononoke no I've seen Mononoke I've not seen okay. Spirited Away Miyazaki Mononoke is the most adult if, you, if you're not familiar with who I'm talking about Hayao Miyazaki is uh, the greatest animator I've ever lived I think he's a Japanese gentleman he made um, started Studio Ghibli back in the early 80s uh, My Neighbor Totoro Castle in the Sky uh, Spirited Away Howl's Moving Castle but in my mind, the greatest animator since Walt Disney. Okay. Um, newest film, Ponyo on the Cliff by the Sea. 
Dude, it, it's, it's about a fucking goldfish that turns into a human. Like, it doesn't matter. It's just the most fun, amazing, like, magical... You want magic, sir? Every Miyazaki movie is just as good as Wizard of Oz. It's just as... Tran- it's just as... Just as transformative, if that's a word. Transformative? Transformative. Transformative? To transport. Do you know what I'm trying to say by that? No. If Wizard of Oz, as far as to transport you, when you put that movie on, you enter a different world in your mind okay. almost. It's that's complete right. escapism. Right. That's what Miyazaki is every time. They're, they're, they're the most fucking just unabashedly happy fucking like fairy tales ever made. And I'm into childish shit. Like Ponyo, there's no fucking guns and there's no blood and there's no sex and like yes, no guns? I love you all like three it? of those things. Sometimes I like to mix them, <laughs> but Ponyo is it's just about it's about a fucking goldfish, sir, who turns into a fucking girl, and like falls in love with with a boy named Setsuka, and like it's just there's like, this storm. Her dad lives under the ocean. He's trying to get her back and stuff. So like he sends these water demons after them and shit. And it's like, like the Little Mermaid. It is based on the Little Mermaid. Really? It's based on the Hans Christian Andersen fairy tale. Yeah. Huh. It is Hayao Miyazaki's version of The Little Mermaid. You just nailed it. And just the fucking... It's, it's all done with watercolors for the first time. The he, whole thing? Yeah, man. Like, the, the, <laughs> the coloring. The coloring. It's, I, you've got to just see the visuals of it. Like, it, it it's, like a, it's like a live fucking coloring book. It's like a coloring book come to life. It's got the same Miyazaki sensibility as the other films, but a drastically different style. And one that, like, it just lulls you... I read a review of it. They're like, within 30 seconds, you have a smile on your face and it's not gone. You don't have to necessarily love the movie, but it's just... Can you imagine smiling for an hour and a half? That's what no. fucking Ponyo is, dude. That would hurt. I don't know if I want to do that. That's what Ponyo it's is. It's more like depressing shit. It's more... Optim- frown, it's frown. like more optimistic than the Pixar flicks, even. Really? Yeah. Ponyo, Ponyo, Ponyo. <laughs> it's not better than Spirited Away, which to me is, is the single greatest animated film ever made. You got fucking... Did it win the Oscar? Yeah, yeah of course. I won the fucking Palm d'Or, dude. And Berlin, like... So I, think, I need to see Spirited Away. Spirited Away, hands down, is the greatest animated film ever made. It, it, it's... I can't even get into it, dude. I bring up Wizard of Oz again, because it's just... I, that, that's like my reference for crazy, original, insanely moving fantasies. Like, Spirited Away, he created one of the greatest fucking fairy tales I've ever heard in my life. Okay. Cool. Do you know what it's about? No, but don't tell me. I'll watch it. All right, what's your number two? Mine was Ponyo. Ponyo, Ponyo. I just like singing. That's the other thing, too. I don't know Japanese, <laughs> but the theme song, it goes, Ponyo, 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 na, 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 na. Well, I happen to know that my number two is your Not, number one, so... And your number one is my number six, if that makes any sense. So, I'll wait. Okay. And so I'll give you, you my number one. Give me your number one, which we, we, which we fucking talked about at length. And I, dude, is today the day or is it next week? It's the ninth. I think you're... I, I honestly think, I can't imagine you watching it again and being so fucking as into it as you are now. I watched it three times in the theater. I I, just, I can't imagine this. I can't imagine that movie holding up as much as it did for you, dude. I really can't. Whoa. We're talking about The Dark Knight, right? Yes. I, I, you've it's become such a fucking thing in your mind, dude. I feel like Dark Knight is ruining you for movies. <laughs> Why? You won't even you won't even possibly think of the chance that Dark Knight's not as good as you, as you remember it being. I, I saw it three times. It doesn't matter. But I mean, I know it. It's, so it's, it's not like... You saw it in IMAX three times, right? No, I saw, I saw it in IMAX the first time. You saw it three times in theaters? I did. You're fucking nuts. <laughs> it's like eight hours of Batman. But, okay, the thing is... I just think you're going to realize what a lot of people are going to realize. 
Ledger's performances are fucking... Am- Ledger is amazing. Yes. Every time he's on screen, you're going to be drawn to that screen. Yes. Every time he's not, you're going to be like, this movie's kind of boring in between the Ledger shit. No. Batman's kind of silly. No. <clears throat> I don't agree. I mean, I don't want to get into it too much because we talked a half podcast about it not too long ago. Okay, perfect example. Hellboy 2. Watch it last night. Even thinking about Hellboy 2, because I get bored by movies. There's not one scene of exposition in that movie that bores me. I can give you from start to finish. I know where how it rolls. Dark okay, Knight. That's why it's my number one and your number six. There are moments in Dark Knight where I just know that there's gonna be like fifteen minute periods where I'm just not gonna give a fuck. When like, and I've seen the movie twice. I saw it once. Yeah, I saw it once. I just know like, all the fucking before two. I'm not gonna give a shit about Dent before he becomes Two Face. Like every time he's on screen, I'm not gonna listen. Like, but, but what, do, you you like, do, do you do you do you like crying movies? Like they said, it had a, a, a not particularly heat. Not particularly. Crime and mafia movies are kind of that. It's, I put them in the same genre. Some of them I do. Reservoir Dogs I love. You know, uh, even fucking Boondock Saints I think was a really good film. I disagree. We, I was speaking about that with someone last weekend. I, I haven't watched it in years, but that, like that was a fucking cool flick, man. It's okay to watch. Yeah. Really? I, like uh, I like Boondock. Way, <laughs> Way of the Gun. I love Way of the Gun. One of my favorite fucking it. movies. Christopher McQuarrie is a pimp, sir. I love Wolverine. So I do like crime movies. I just don't like crime movies where the guy's dressed up like a giant bat with a cape because that's silly. But that that seems like it would be your shit. Doesn't it? Yeah. Isn't that weird that I didn't like Dark Knight? (sighs) Someone else nailed it. A dude, I forget the guy's name. I think the guy's name was Paul. Doesn't fucking matter. I was talking to him about Dark Knight and he nailed it. He was like, it's become the guy's version of Titanic. He's like, it's not even a movie anymore. People aren't even looking at like a normal movie. They're not. They're not subjectively viewing the Dark Knight. It was. It, it, it was is an the event biggest film. event. It still is an event. For I me. think. I think the reason I like it so much is I love Christopher Nolan. I've really wanted to see Ledger as the Joker. I had so much expectation for it, and it met or maybe even exceeded that expectation, which rarely happens. So maybe that's why you took such a shining to it. Yes. See, what's funny is most of my films in my top five. Or complete surprise. Right. I knew I'd love Hellboy and fucking Ponyo. You know, that's retard- regardless. But like... Uh, Wackness. Wackness. And the one we're about to mention. Even 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 Zack and Mary, the first time I saw it, I, I was like, that sucks, I'm not really gonna... You know, this isn't gonna be up there. But like, fuck, that shit grew on me, sir. <laughs> Zack and Mary was a surprise. 100%. Forgetting Sarah Marshall, which, which Zack and Mary overtook as my favorite comedy of the year. Huge fucking surprise. Panda. Is Wackness not a comedy? It is. It's. It, it is. It's a. It's a. It's a dramedy. If that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. My number one film of the year, sir, is not a fucking comedy whatsoever. Uh, it's got com- comedy in it. Really? A little. Yeah. So your number one film of the year, especially with the host. your number one film, of, your number one film of the year is Dark Knight. Yes. My number two is your number one. Say it. Say it. Say it on three. One, two, three. Slumdog Millionaire. What the fuck is that? <laughs> I'm kidding. Slumdog Millionaire is, is the best film it's I've seen this phenomenal. year. phenomenal. It is, it is great. It is the best film I've seen this year. Directed by Danny Boyle. Uh, Surprisingly. Surprise, dude, I, I would... Within a minute... I saw that with you at a, at a screening. Yes. Within 30 seconds. I don't know if you remember me saying it, but I was like, this is a fucking awesome sequence. <laughs> I, I would be saying, there's a gun in it. I was so... I, I thought it was very funny. I was sold. <laughs> it's it's City of God with an emotional fucking heart and like it makes you smile when you leave the theater. The and perform- the main guy is the performances just... are fucking incredible. <laughs> the little kid, man, the little they're, kid. They're all mostly unknown. I mean, okay, Slumdog Millionaire. For those who don't know, um, it's a, it's set in India. It's about a uh, really poor um, 
Uh, really poor dude. A slum dog, <laughs> if you will. So like the lowest <laughs> caste in the country. Who's you know his entire life has been involved in robbery and drugs and murder. And he's just from that kind of base aspect of society, and somehow he makes his way onto the Indian version of who wants to be a millionaire, and he. We could say it, he wins a million dollars. And the point of the movie, though, is, did this dude cheat? Uh, how, how the fuck did he know the answers? Now, going into this film, I knew nothing. I knew that alone. Yeah. I had no idea the structure <laughs> of that movie, sir. It is so fucking amazing. Like, it, it, I thought it was going to be so. You know, I can't even. I can't even talk about it. It's how fucking good it is. You try for a minute, sir. Uh, well, it, do you see where I'm? I am with the City of God reference. It. it, it it sort of has the same look. The look and just that fucking that feel and that fucking that 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 uh, rawness to the to the world yeah. about it. You know what I mean? Everything is so fucking real and dirty and fucking just real in Slumdog. It's an unflinchingly fucking like gritty and heartwarming and fucking hilarious and like the fucking. You said hilarious. Hilarious. Did I just but, say hilarious? Yeah. There were some funny moments. Well, yes, there was. Like the when he tries to get the autograph, yeah, like the, the fucking that that is a great moment, dude. I love like I'm not gonna spoil it for anyone, but if you see the films, remember the end of Forty Year Old Virgin? At the end, yes, they sang Age of Aquarius and it was kind of oh, yeah, tacked yeah. on and random. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't like when movies do that random musical number at the end that doesn't make any sense. You love this one. Holy shit. <laughs> Folks, I'm just saying stick around for the credits because there's a straight out Bollywood fucking dance number that makes no sense in the movie whatsoever. The people are not in character. It's just the cast. But it's fun. It's so much fucking fun, dude. I think that'll get nominated for best song, that song. Here's my other problem with Slumdog. I love this movie so much that like I went home that night, we saw it and looked for the soundtrack. Can't find it. It doesn't exist yet. <laughs> it's become the bane of my... Every day I fucking do these Google searches for fucking Slumdog soundtrack. If there's no soundtrack by now, there's probably not going to be one. The, but it's a, this guy, AJ, AJ Rahman, an Indian composer who's super famous, who does a lot of film scores in Bollywood, did the score for this. And from what I've read on the internet, this dude is like the top fucking guy, and there's no way they're not letting this album get released. He's famous. But the soundtrack usually comes before the movie, and the movie's been out for what, two weeks? A week? Limited. Super fucking limited. It's, uh, it's not going to go wide. But still, there would be a soundtrack. Really? You, you know what? And I want to agree with you, but then I got nervous and looked online, and they said the same thing happened with the Sunshine soundtrack, or the Million soundtrack. It took a long time to get released. Yeah. So I'm still holding out hope for a fucking Slumdog soundtrack. And you think that'll be nominated for Best Picture? I do. I don't. I really fucking do, man. It's, I wish I could describe it better. I wish I wasn't so fucking in love with the movie that I actually <laughs> could talk about it. It's, the performances are just... It's so fucking... I say hardcore. Does that make sense to you? The performances are hardcore. No, the movie is. No, not a, no. It's almost it's it's a family film. Almost. It is, but a family film with the most fucked up visceral images in the world thrown in there. Well, yeah. How is it? Do you like? Do you remember a lot of the shit? Like fucking mother. Yeah. And like I mean, the the fucking the I mean, eye, the 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 singing kid. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember how fucking awful or yeah. punk that it is a fan it is is it a family film in the sense that at the end of it you feel good about yourself it's that kind of, yeah you don't think you leave that theater happy well yeah yeah extremely yeah. fucking happy so it's a crowd pleaser yes. one of the biggest crowd pleasers I've seen in a really long time too and that's why I think Slumdog works so well because the fact that it's a crowd pleaser and yet it's still kind of an emotionally fucked up story 
Crowd pleasers are usually a lot more milk toast than this. Yes. I feel like this is a pretty damn edgy crowd pleaser. And and yet it is and it's that exactly that a crowd pleaser. Was well, a wonderful performance by the uh, the game show host. Yeah, <laughs> like I was saying, I wish I knew some of these. The main actors, I believe his name is Dev Patel, the um the kid who played the, uh, the kid, yeah. but not the little kid. Right, right, right. He's from a British show called Skins, which is on BBC, which is kind of funny. It's like it's like a it's like Dawson's Creek on crack or something. So the kid's got a career. Most of these people were unknown to him, mm-hmm. um, I think. Here's my question for you: Do they have careers now? Here's my answer for you. Some of them. The girl and the guy. Main I, I, girl I was gorgeous. Yes, gorgeous. And, I, and f- fuck, we're so weird, weirdly honest on this podcast. I'm not traditionally attracted to Indian girls. Okay. She was gorgeous. She was. But it like possibly the most attractive Indian girl I've ever seen in my life. It's. I'm not sure if they would have careers in America yet. The, the main dude might. Yeah. He's fucking. He's, there's something about him, sir. And you gotta realize he's British, so he doesn't usually speak with that right. fucking accent too. He can bust out an accent, that kid. The game show host. I, I would love to see him in something else. Yeah. Um, even the fucking interrogator. The, the two interrogators. Yeah. The guys yeah. who worked for you know who kind of fucking. It's just a, like where where does Danny Boyle come from, sir? What would make him do that fucking movie? <laughs> he's doing twenty eight. M- Years later, or some shit months. next. Aren't we up to months yet? I think it's months. Oh, we're up to months now. Yeah. Oh, went days, weeks. Yeah. Twenty eight years later is gonna be funny. <laughs> like I, I'm a Danny Boyle fan. I like Train Spotting enough. What was the last one he did? Sunshine. Between... That's right. Not very good. Which, yeah. I you see it? Yeah. First half was good, then it turned into a horror movie, yeah, I and I was like, fan. Danny Boyle did this shit. Yeah. I mean, as of now, I mean, this is by far my favorite Danny Boyle film, Slumdog. Yeah. But, I mean, the only one I really other kind of like is... Oh, excuse me, 28 Days Later, I love. And Millions. I didn't see Millions. Was it good? Huh? Was it Was it Freddie it's, Highmore? It's kind of another... I don't think that's Freddie Highmore. It looks like Freddie yeah. Highmore. That's yeah, that's another kind of crowd pleaser. And then he did The Beach, too. Which I hated. Which I've never seen, even. Trainspotting. Trainspotting, obviously, everyone fucking... Yeah. Trainspotting 2, they're talking about now. Really? Well, because there was a book. I read it years ago. Porno. Here's the thing with Irvine Welsh. It's I like called porno. Yeah, I, or filth. It's called. Okay. I like train spotting and all. Fucking those books are nasty, dude. <laughs> like repugnant, fucked up shit. Like, like <coughs> it's all just like blowing coke and like fucking fat chicks in the ass and stuff. <clears throat> that sounds fun. What's happening to my voice? I don't know. Fucking I'm trying to be healthy. Doing cokes and fucking black chicks <laughs> in the ass, fat chicks in the ass sounds fun. It's fun. What? <laughs> What's going on this morning? We're really talking about <laughs> fucked up stuff at 9 o'clock. Here's the other funny thing. <laughs> what? Go, go. No, no tell, tell me your funny thing, because I think... <laughs> I gotta get on the road and like start my day after this. <laughs> my fucked up thing is may lead to something else. So tell your funny thing, and I'll tell my other fucked up thing. Well, I just said it. It's not really that funny. It was just an observation. Like, I've gotten... F- I was in Vegas this weekend, folks. I've gotten, like, four hours of sleep in the last weekend, and I've... As soon as I press end on this record button, I'm getting... this is like... The first podcast we've recorded in about three weeks. There's a lot of shit. That, there's been an election. Uh, California's burning. Yeah, we uh, had a um, we had a gap in the pods. No, it's been like three weeks. Is yeah. that possible? No, we did one last week. No, we did not. We recorded it two weeks ago and put it. Um, for those who don't know, I don't. It was kind of I don't know. It happened with the other pods too. Uh, it skipped a week. Yeah. Messer, Uncle Scrooge McDuck, Ken Plume was at a comic con, uh, so he wasn't able to update us. Like we would have liked. Um, <laughs> we skipped a week. We skipped a week. The last fucking show we did was not Halloweenus. No, it was the one after it. Yes. 
We recorded that last week, sir. No, we did not. What are you talking about? <laughs> we recorded that last Monday, did we not? No. I did not see you last week. Last time I saw you... I brought you, it with me to Palm Springs. You what? I brought the podcast with me. Did you record a podcast without my knowledge? No. That's how we got it up. I, I, I sent it to Canon from Palm Springs. I yes. wasn't in Hollywood. I was traveling there. Yes. When was the last time I saw you? I'm going to tell you the last time that you saw me, okay. that I saw you. Dark Knight is my number one film. It may be overtaken. Slumdog was the last time I saw you? No. Oh. <laughs> you ever think about I'm, what? I'm glad that you don't You remember. saw it? What? No. Look, can, can I finish? Let, let me talk. Dark Knight is my favorite film of the year. There's a few films coming out toward the end of this year that may overtake it. Um, Revolutionary Road, the Sam Mendes, Kate Winslet, Leo DiCaprio movie. I'm really looking forward to. I'm looking for more Kate Winslet as fucking Captain Deneuve, man. I showed you those pictures. Yeah. Fuck. All right, go on, continue. <laughs> Benjamin Buttons. Uh, really looking forward to uh, JCVD. Um, there's a few more. JC, I love that you throw JCVD in there. Um... There's another one that I'm really looking forward to. Okay, so that was the last time we fucking recorded. Thanks, dick. Um, it's listen, called The Rest. Listen, motherfuckers. When someone tells you they're going to be there at 8 o'clock and, no, they're, no, 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 and no. they're there at 8.10, even if you're early, that still fucks up everything because I had a schedule. No, 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 no. You tell your side of the story yes, first. Let me tell All right. Side. Okay, let me tell my side of the story. We, we saw Slumdog Millionaire on a Wednesday night. Yes. We knew that that Saturday night we were going to a screening of Darren Aronofsky's the Wrestler. Yes. With a Q&A by Darren Aronofsky, which didn't happen. We yes. won't get to that. Continue. Okay. The movie, we're, we want to get there at like 7, <laughs> right? Can, let, let me tell you. Motherfucker, my... <laughs> just, just you talk. You talk now. Okay. The movie started at 7.30. Okay. Okay. Maybe even 7. What, what I wanted I mean? you to be at my house at 6.15, I remember now. That way we could be in the parking lot by no, no, six forty-five no, 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 no. and be online by seven. I needed online? fifteen minutes. Let, no, see that's why we're going to argue because it was five fifteen. I was supposed to be at your house. I got here about five thirty. We got to the theater parking at six o'clock. There's no way we spent an hour in the car. We didn't half an hour. It, yes, we okay. We got there at six o'clock. You said let me talk to Jimmy Moore for a little while. Smoke a cigarette, and then we'll go. Jimmy was in the car with us. We had to talk to him. So, like, okay, okay fine. You know? So, you, you talked to Jimmy. <laughs> I talked a lot. <laughs> Me and Jimmy had a long conversation. You're like, are you done talking to Jimmy yet? And I'm like, no, Jimmy has more to say right now. We were having... This is a long movie. We were Jimmy having a conversation. We were having a real conversation. A, a real conversation. A deep conversation. Yes. A deep conversation. Actual, okay. Which you could have been smoking a cigarette during that time. I happened to notice that while we were having this conversation, I would stop all you smoking. had the cigarette in your hand for about 20 minutes, never lit it. You, you just had it between your fingers, just going like this, waving your yeah. never lit it. I'm looking at my wife like, you know, you really need to smoke that cigarette. You're like, no, just five minutes, dude, we'll go. I'm like, cool. You said that at 6.15. What time do we get out? 6.30? 6.35, we got out of the car. But the movie didn't start till 7.30. We got in line at 6.40. It was 7, 7.30, something like that. We wanted to be in line at what time? 6.15? Whenever you got done talking to Jimmy and Smokey. No. Okay, now here's my side of it, motherfucker. <laughs> we missed it. We did miss the movie by like a few people. That's we were like 12 people that's back. That's immortal. Like, Maybe not even that many. Five. <laughs> we were like five people back. And um, 
I don't know if you've ever, like, taken away, like, a toy from a little kid, but that was the look on Jesse's fucking face. I was like, I'm sorry, dude. And he was like, no, it's okay. Just take me home. I was like, you want to hang out and watch a movie? He's like, no, I'm all right. I'm going to go to sleep. I was like, but we were going to be out till one in the morning seeing a movie. Why don't we just hang out? You're like, no, I'll just sleep. It doesn't matter. You're like, I want to escape from the world. Here's my side of it, motherfucker. Uh, go ahead. Movie is started... my side not true? It is true, but my side's true as well, and we'll let the listeners decide who's got a truer side. Okay. Yes, I needed 20 minutes in that parking lot for Jimmy Moore. That was part of the plan. That was why you were supposed to arrive at my house at 5.15. As opposed to 5.30 when you did. You delaying us 15 minutes set... Look at it like dominoes. Yes, I could have Jimmy Moore'd for shorter in retrospect, but I wasn't thinking about that because I was on a schedule. But I think you were done with the Jimmy Moore. It was the fact that we were having the conversation and you were not smoking your That conversation is not my fault. Well, it's not mine. It's both, we share the blame. We could have had the conversation in the line. Matter of fact, you smoked a cigarette in the line. I smoked like three cigarettes. So why line. didn't you just smoke the cigarette in the line while we had that conversation? Nobody's going to pay attention to it. Here's thing. the other reason that whole day got fucked up. I don't know if you remember now. The what, car situation? Was that the car situation? Yeah, where... Where we pulled in and there were like eight people fucking watching us? No, that was Slumdog. I'm talking about the car situation with... Uh, oh, traffic? My wife didn't like Jimmy Moore. In her car. Your wife does not like British people. <laughs> um, oh, that was Slumdog. I, I feel like Jimmy Moore is involved in way too many movie stories. Yes. At least on my end. Which I, I don't mind at all. I just, I want it to Don't make it like you don't fucking Jimmy Moore sometimes too. Uh, I actually did there. You dabble. Yeah, you did. We just didn't see the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, I, I guess... Maybe Aronofsky didn't show up, so that's an he indication. Canceled. That's yes. an indication that that, and I told you that place may have burned down, so we we may have well saved our lives by being late. Down. It could have though, so easily. But it didn't. What did we wind up? Did you wind up doing anything that night? No, I went home, went to sleep, got up, and went to work the next morning. I think I wound up doing something. Of course you did, and that's why I'm an asshole. <laughs> um, so we didn't see the wrestler. No, we didn't. So and you know. <laughs> I, I was tagged. There was like a good two days where I thought I, I was like. Shit, man, this might be the end of the podcast. <laughs> I, I just kept texting back, like, dude, I'm so sorry. Like, I'll make it up to you. He's like, no, it's fine, really. Just forget it. Oh, fine. You were fucking pissed. <laughs> Not pissed, but just upset. You were so disappointed, man. It's because, all right, if, if your mom and dad tells you you're going on vacation, like a week before you're supposed to go on vacation, you're going to Disneyland. And when you show up to get into Disney, yeah, but you gotta know, you gotta, you gotta know by now, Daddy Matt changes his mind a few times. But you didn't change your mind. We were there, sir. I was down to go see that. Yes, but we stayed in the car unnaturally long for no reason. There, there were reasons. No, no. Okay, we spoke to Jimmy Moore. We smoked fucking pot. Let's say that, <laughs> asshole. We smoked pot. I needed to smoke pot before a fucking three-hour movie about a wrestler starring Mickey Rourke. I'm sorry. That might be my fucking issue in life. <laughs> I have a short attention span, okay? So we needed to fucking smoke in the car. The smoking took like an extra ten minutes, and then why didn't we go? Because we were done smoking, and we stayed in that car. Because I was waiting for you to smoke a cigarette, but you wouldn't smoke a cigarette because of the conversation we were having. Why wasn't? I, why didn't you just tell me to light a cigarette? See, we shared that. Why couldn't you have been like, Matt, we gotta go? Why couldn't you have just got out in the car and walked? I'll tell you why I didn't say, Matt, we gotta go. I looked at my watch. It was about 6.20. You say, oh, let me smoke a cigarette. We'll go. Is that cool? I said, cool. You thought it'd be like a minute? Yeah. When did it turn into? 15 minutes. We did not leave the car until 6.35. And because of that, we missed the wrestler. Yes. Because of that, you cried yourself to sleep. I didn't cry myself to sleep. Week. If we would have left the car at 6.25. Was that literally the last time I even saw you? Yes. When was that? Saturday was a week ago. So, 
Nine days ago? Shit, sir. Ten days ago? Uh, I gotta focus on certain things again. Well, you've been busy. I've been busy. I've you've been, been busy on important things? I've been Kind on, of important things? I've been, uh, so yeah, important I've, things. There's, I've been busy with shit. Yes. Some of them have been important. Some of them have been work-related. Some of them have been self-imposed things that I should not be busy with. Nah, it's not that you shouldn't be busy with it. It's just... Priorities, sir. Yes. Priorities. Yes. You've been busy as well. Yeah, my parents are in town. That nice. Shout out to Jesse's parents, mm-hmm. Chief Running Water and, uh, <laughs> and Daisy Bell. No, I'm kidding. I'm working on a second draft of a screenplay. Are you? Yes. For uh, Kingdom Come. Kingdom Come. Nice. I'm starting a second draft of my screen. We're like fucking busy beavers, we sir. Are. And that's why, like, fucking nine days, big deal. We talk. It's not like we didn't speak to each other on the phone. No. Two no. hours almost every, every day. Fucking yeah. day between that. Uh, I didn't realize it's been that long since we fucking recorded. Yep, yep. You know what else is weird? This is only. Welcome to the ninth episode of Bag Boarded. <laughs> Doesn't it feel like so it's 40? like the 90th, yeah. Um, I'm going to put the other... You know what I realized, though, sir? Basically, like, 10 more episodes, and we can rock a 24-hour block. That happened to me once. I, I was really depressed once. Like, Wait, what? 20? I, I was really depressed once, like, six months ago or something. And I was like, man, I just want to fucking stay home all day and, and, like, lay around. I was like, I'll put on Smodcast. There are enough Smodcasts that there's, like, 60 hours of Smodcasts now. In, in a few, in like oh, ten okay. episodes, yeah. there will be twenty four hours of bagged and boarded, and I will bust that out, sir. Because there's nothing more than I want <laughs> to listen to my own. Talk? Not really. I mean, should we tell that? I on, I took a road trip the other day for business, and I was like, oh, I'll listen to some of our podcasts. I was like, bagged and boarded road trip. That sounds fun. After episode three, I was like, how the fuck do people listen to my voice? <laughs> I wanted to kill myself for my voice, and I'm sure other people feel the same. Maybe that's why it's only an hour long. Yeah, that works, right? We shouldn't do four-hour episodes because <laughs> after a while, I just sound like a duck with a lisp. Uh, who's like, who's like ranting about fucking movies? I, I, I know you gotta go. Should should we kind of tease what's in the coming back to boarded episodes? Not at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! I wish we rolled the camera. The complete look of shock on my face yeah. right now. We're gonna have some special guests coming in. Like, I, I didn't even mean by that. No, just, something's something's happening. No, it's not. It's not it is, but no. <laughs> it is, but there's no no. Should you cut this off? No, we'll just we'll keep we'll keep people in in the fucking. No, no, no. Even even if what we think's gonna happen doesn't happen, we'll still be someplace else. We okay. In three weeks, this is so fucking cryptic. I, I don't think you should say. I'm you, not okay. But in about three weeks from now, me and Jesse will be in another place for a while. Yes. We will be on location. But we'll still be doing podcasts. We'll be doing, we'll be doing podcasts from a location. Yes. And from that location, there may be an opportunity for some new features, some extra people that necessarily haven't been on the show before. But it's not guaranteed. So it's not guaranteed, right. but, but know this, that, that three episodes from now or so, things will change drastically for a few episodes. Yes. That, you're such an asshole for even making us Why? start that. I thought you were talking about other... Like, we've got... we got another... we got random shit going on. What, what else could I possibly be talking about? Like, we're, we're going to start... <laughs> uh, so, like... <laughs> we're through episode, like, ten or so, right? We've established ourselves. You obviously know me and Jessica can fucking talk forever. We're going to start... We also are in the, uh, the very fortunate place that... Oh, that okay. we, we know some friends who, who also happen to, to gotcha. be geeks on certain subjects... So in the near future, uh, we're going to have some special themed bagged and boarded. We're going to have a Disneyland one. We're going to have a Muppet one. And we're going to bring in experts 
to join us. We're going to have a... Uh, yeah, see, I wasn't even talking about We're going to have a bag and boarded um, from the female perspective on the geek world, which I think a lot of you guys have never spoken to a girl before. <laughs> like me. Like, I found these random chicks and paid them, and they said they're willing to talk to me for a little bit. So, uh, that should be fun. No, no, some friends of mine. You are... You are, like, fucking... You are that dude who, like, leaks something to the news and then gets, like, fired from a company. No, I'm not leaking Non-disclosure, anything. sir. I'm just telling people to keep listening. Uh, well, well, please fucking keep listening. I wasn't... <laughs> I didn't think you were going to turn it off unless Jesse told you that. <laughs> well, no, it, people look forward to shit. People look... Okay, so, yes. We will be taking... How about this? It's not like I said what's How about on. this? Regardless of what happens, you're 100% right. Regardless of anything... Bagged and boarded will be on the road very soon. Yes. And then we will fucking leave it at that. Yes. Which is all I was going to say. We may very well be in the desert. What? Who said that? <laughs> uh, yeah, so so that's coming up. Mm-hmm. So, so if this episode didn't float your boat, <laughs> just fucking, you know, keep the, keep the faith alive. I'm going to borrow a noop real quick, sure if that's right. okay with you. Yes. Jesse smokes cigarettes. That's why you're borrowing them. I'm just going to borrow it to break. Oh, okay. Because I don't, I, I find it disgu- a disgusting habit. Really? Someone did that to me once. I was in Manhattan once, and this dude walks up, and he goes, uh, hey man, can I get a cigarette? And I was like, alright, and I hand it to him. He snaps it in half and goes, I don't even smoke, and runs away. I was like, hey, I was a little upset because I gave away a cigarette, <laughs> but that was the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life. Hey, can I get a cigarette? I was like, yeah, man. I don't even smoke. And he fucking threw it to the ground and ran. What, what, what's the point what's wrong with people nowadays, Jesse? Oh, what's wrong with people's? You know Prince is a Jehovah's Witness? Yes. I saw him. At the club? Yeah, I saw him at a club. At the club. He was like four feet tall. Mm-hmm. I didn't know he was a Jehovah's Witness. I read an article online that says like, there's a very good chance that you live in a certain neighborhood, Prince will like walk up to your door <laughs> and like try to talk to you about Jehovah. Would you let him in? Yes. Yes. Would you? Yes. Yeah, I'd let Prince in. It's Prince. It's Prince, dude. I would just, I would fucking turn this mic on real fucking quick. <laughs> a special bag to board it. Uh, an illegal bag where you can sue us over. So yes, things are, uh, like honestly, I mean to get real for a minute, I mean, I, I, we hope that you kind of guys dig the show. I think we've sort of established kind of a rhythm feel for the show, you know what I mean? Sort of. And I, I don't think uh, switching things up will be, I don't think, uh, we're not trying to change anything drastically, but I think we've we've gotten to such a point of comfortableness with this that we're ready to fucking kind of step our game up a little bit and throw some extra... Some extra shat at y'all, so it's not just fucking a whiny, lispy Jew and uh, a dude who sounds surprisingly like Isaac Hayes, or like something like that. I do not have the voice of Isaac Hayes. Yeah, but you got that. You got that smooth. It's butter, Jesse. Your voice is butter from Alabama. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. It's just, it's just, my voice is like the opposite of smooth. Well, you got the gravelly. Yeah, it's like sandpaper. Yeah. <laughs> I cultivate that, but I mean, do you know in the 30s? Tell me if I'm wrong on this, because I've been telling someone this all weekend. I was alive in the 30s, I don't know. Didn't, like, some famous actors and actresses used to smoke on purpose to get that voice? I feel like there's some stories about it, like people who chain smoke for a few years just to cultivate that voice for their careers. I want to say Because I told someone to do that, and I think it might be bad advice. Well, yeah. I was like, smoke for a year. I'm like, smoke heavy for a year. You get the voice, and you're good forever. Like, they'll be able to quit after a year. That's not good. They might. Do you know what I'm talking about, though? I think yes, I do, but I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if that's true. I mean, I've heard something along the same lines. I feel like it was actresses too, like like Betty Davis, that kind of Joan Crawford kind of shit. Like they would smoke to get that deep, smoky bedroom voice kind of thing. I don't know. 
I mean, I think so. Because, I mean, I was talking about this with a chick this weekend, dude. How huge, how huge, we got like a few minutes for this. How huge are voices for you? What do you mean? Like, can a voice turn you on? A gravelly voice? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think so. Not gravelly, like, I broke it down to this, sir. Jessica Rabbit. Kathleen Turner is not yes. that attractive if you see her. Mm-hmm. I would, back in the day, back in the day, back in the day she was hot. Now she's like 50. She's fucking scared. Dude, she hit the wall more than anyone in the world. She turned into like a Russian grandmother. She's like a 300-pound Russian. She should be working. Kathleen Turner should be working in the field somewhere like picking beets. With body heat? Have you ever seen body heat? Yeah, she was hot back in the day, dude. No, totally. She is a scary man now. This is my, hello, I'm Kathleen Turner. I don't think it's quite that bad. Oh, you're seducing me. Was she in The Graduate? Uh, the Graduate? On Broadway with Jason, uh. Big, with Jason Biggs. He had to see her naked. But going back to Kathleen Turner, regardless, so she was hot back in the day, right? Let's say she wasn't. That Jessica Rabbit voice, sir? Yes. Jessica Rabbit. Would you fuck Jessica Rabbit? Uh, of course. Not even the real version of her. No, if, if I could fuck any cartoon if, on the planet. I mean, actual Rabbit. cartoon. Like, yes. you would fuck a t- I would fuck a 2D animation of Jessica Rabbit. Yes. And that's what I'm trying to tell this chick. And it literally comes down, <laughs> a large part of that is the voice, no? You just reminded me of what I heard in Japan. What'd you hear in Japan? I, I told you when, you know, Proposition Eight was passed. Uh, gay marriage is banned from California, unfortunately. Um, Our love can never be told to the world, Jesse. <laughs> during, you have to stay in your fake straight marriage. During the the campaign period, uh, there was a guy in Japan, China, Asia, somewhere I'm not sure where, um, started a petition that had like 1,200. Signatures already. Turtle thing or something? Or you want a fucking animal? No, you brought up the turtle thing. Okay. To be married to cartoon characters. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, you know, talking about Jessica Rabbit just made me think of that. That's badass. Did you see that? Th- Real quickly about that, there was a kid on the View skewboard board who jumped on one day. Some British kid. I forget the guy's name. It was like a friend of mine just changed his name. Did you see that? No. The kid now is the longest name in the, the longest name in the world. It was a friend of a boardie. This kid comes on the viewer skew board, Kevin Smith's board, and he's like, my friend just legally changed his name. He now has the longest name in the world. And they're like, what happened? He changed it from, like, George Smith. And I remember the name. It's, um, this is the kid's official name now, like, on his license. On his license. This is his full name. Okay. Captain Fantastic, faster than Superman, Spider-Man, Batman, Wolverine, the Hulk, and the Flash combined. That's the dude's name. And there's no hyphen. Officially? Officially. It's Captain Fantastic, faster than Superman, Spider-Man, Batman, Wolverine, and the Hulk combined. And the Flash. Or something. Like, there's a picture of him holding up all the names together. Is that cool or not no, cool? No. Not at One all. of those names? Captain Fantastic. If he dropped off all the other shit, is that a cool name? No. Really? Not, not legally. Really? Well, I mean, I guess you could go play and say I'm Mr. Fantastic. Captain Fantastic. What's your name? I'm Captain Fantastic. Really? And then you show them our ID and you're like, wow, that's the coolest shit ever. I'm Captain Fantastic, faster than Spider-Man, blah, 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 blah. You're like, fuck you, dude. I hate you. Yeah, but after a couple years, you don't think... He's going to drop- probably drop to Captain... Well, I mean, literally... I, I've been thinking about this. I guess legally his name would... His last name would be Combined. Yeah. Because the last everything word of that is... middle name. Everything, yeah, so his name would be Captain Combined. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't sound as cool. It's not like Captain Combine. It's like a farm superhero. Can you do that in America? Yeah. You can change your name to whatever you want. Really? Absolutely. You don't remember, like, Obi-Wan Kenobi? There was, you know, every few years, you know, about a dude who legally changed his name to, like, Obi-Wan Kenobi or, like, fucking Frodo or some shit. Yeah. It's usually geeks. I mean, 
No surprise, but... Yeah, you can legally change your name to whatever you want. Yeah. I might change mine to, um... So if he gets married... Banana man. Does he have a Mrs. Combined? Yes. Probably. I mean, that would, that's his legal name now, yeah. Legally, like, on his license plate, it, ha- it would. I guess it would say... On his license plate? On, on his driver's license. license. I guess it would say, like... On his driver's license, it has the whole thing. Yeah, but it couldn't, so they would do that hyphen thing. They would cut off one of the words. It would say, like, Captain Fantastic Spy dash no. combined. On driver's license, it has to be the full name. How, you, how the fuck are you going to do that, then? Dude, I, I don't know. Dude, let's get this kid to fucking call into the show. Yo! We didn't do the prank call. We didn't he, do the, someone asked that on the board. Yeah. Were we doing prank calls? When when the guy called in and you were like, got tickets at, for Dark Knight as an LCAP, you said, let's just call random people. Which I guess is too early to see, call See, it's too now. early, but then I also thought, I see, I thought I said, let's just keep the phone on in case someone calls. No, you said we were... We oh, I didn't think somebody. we were actively going to prank people. That's kind of too fucking Z-Morning Zoo, man. Like, we're not... I think it would also get old. It would get, and you know what I mean by Z Morning Zoo? That's Z100's no. the radio station in New York, and the Z Morning Zoo is like their cheesy fucking morning show where they like play pranks on people. It's like, hey, you're on the air with the cooter and then the mad dog. <laughs> We're giving away tickets today. Hey, what's your uh uh? What if uh yeah? That's that. That's basically it. You know. We'll do the. Uh, I fucking hate you. Why? We can never record this early again, sir, because just the look of fucking disgust in your eyes right now. I think we've done an okay episode. Jesse hates the world. An okay episode. This was the best episode we've ever done, sir. Gets progressively better. As it should, right? And you know what else it should do? And right <laughs> about now. I'm not coming. Jesse Rivers. It's been bagged and boarded and it's been real. What? All around the world. People move into this groove. Well, through the night. Take a flight to Paris. Do a show. Watch the blow in the spotlight. At the rock mics, I hit the dough. Tim C. Limo. First get the dough. Mommy's in a limo. Papa Chris go top for the video. Just chillin' at the Ritz Play your haters hate to see me livin'